long ago, the great Frith made the world. He made all the stars, and the world lived among the stars. Frith made all the animals and birds, and at first made them all the same. Now among the animals was Elachera, the prince of rabbits. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. My child is he's a little twat. Like, could you guys imagine, like, the Happy Meal toys for Watership Down? I think where all of our point is, is that the bird sucks. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. And I did that with a little uh, nose twitch and, and, a, and a smell into the air. Okay. So, nice. yeah. Did you stomp your foot, too? Your, your um, I, 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 I scratched my ear and then I stomped. Oh, so good. Yeah. How delightful. Yeah. I know. He right. Did use his, he did use his one crazy eye though. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one good eye. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. Well, that's great. This is episode 393. And tonight we're talking about Watership Down. The 1978 animated classic adventure of rabbits and violence and stuff. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Victory without mating is no victory at all. Jimison. I would like to object formally. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Oh, you're just objecting to <laughs> the movie, the podcast, me? <laughs> well, the world. definitely the movie. We'll talk about that later. And... That statement, I just, I think there has to be mating involved too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't yeah. object. You actually, uh, yeah, you agree with them. Oh, you did agree. I? Did I miss here? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, victory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, victory without mating is no victory at all. Oh yes. Okay, then I withdraw objection. Okay. I feel like uh, Amber Heard's attorney. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> how topical. Very topical. <laughs> if you're listening to this six months from now, you have no idea what that means. Oh, they'll drag it out six months. Oh, you wait. Oh, a year. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> yes. This movie explains so much about you, Vector. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not right? <laughs> oh, but Sean, yeah, Sean, yeah. Um, if you were small enough, I would certainly um, lead a dog to you at some point and uh, watch it maim your uh, maim your body. Okay. So that's fine. Just so you know. Yeah, I might even do that with with a regular sized dog and regular sized shot. So <laughs> I'll, I'll kite, I'll kite the dog to you. Yeah, I, then... I'm pretty sure your actual dog would rip me uh, in half. Yeah, yeah, I think she would. <laughs> I mean, she chewed a hose in half. So yeah, what she would do? I'm to trying. A... I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, you know what you didn't see is there was a little, uh, almost like a voodoo doll of Sean, um, attached to the hose, so that uh, that's what I'm training her on. So, well, Sam. Uh, our attempts to, you know, burn Sean the stake uh, <laughs> over some over some rocks this past weekend didn't 
didn't work yeah. out. So, uh, listeners, Sean uh, celebrated his 40th recently. Happy birthday! Thank you. And uh, we all took Ooh. a guy's a guy's trip up uh, up into the mountains, and uh, uh, Sean decided to make an explosion um, <laughs> with hamburger grease, and uh, subsequent explosion resulted in him falling down the mountain um, or into some rocks, basically. So oh, that's the most lovely redneck thing I've heard all day. Yeah. It, <laughs> I fell down. Um, I don't know. It was a few feet. I mean, it wasn't like it was down the mountain. It was a few feet, yeah. but it was still in between a bunch of rocks. And and yeah. I was I was bleeding, and I'm still very sore from it. And the first thing yeah. I said was, after all the F-bombs, I said was, Andrew, did you save the burgers? <laughs> <laughs> God, I missed the Carolinas. Yeah. God, I missed yeah. I and, nearly uh, shat myself because I couldn't see anything from the fireball that was exploding in my face. So it was a Michael was Bay fun. produced event. Yeah, mm. <laughs> he would have been impressed. He really would have. Had. Um, who is that other voice? Uh, I'm sure you probably recognize him by now, and that is Stephen. Why is a seagull from England Russian? From the Obscurity Now podcast. Oh man, that's a great question, and it wasn't even a good accent either, uh, if I dare say so myself. Oh, and by the way, Watership Down, more like Watership Up, the most uplifting talking animal film I think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about this oh, movie. I, I hear some sarcasm in that voice a bit. Huh? So we'll what? see. Yeah. It's that, it's that, <laughs> that's that California wit that he's gained over the years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, yeah. I am a Southerner first and foremost. Thank yeah, you've, you been, you've been there too long is your problem. It's Yeah, yeah you're right. All right. So, 1978 Watership Down, the animated feature based on the book of the same name, directed by some people. I'll tell you in just a moment. As I need to get the... There's an ad on IMDb. I don't care. Um, Martin Rosen? Yes. Martin John Rosen. Hubley. Yeah, John Hubley. So John Hubley was the original director. Mm-hmm. And oh, would he kill himself and then <laughs> leave the project? Well, what actually happened? Man, is, this is, is that, so depressing. I just need to get off of this thing. So what actually happened is that he, um, he, he was submitting basically dailies, which is the, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, hey, this is what I've done so far, and the the studio hated the art direction and the st- animation style. And so mm-hmm. they fired him basically. And wow. they brought in. So the only, and this is what they settled on, huh? Yeah. So what his, what, what was it like sticks? And, no, it's you the know... intro, that intro scene that I played the clip of. That's his oh, animation right. style. Okay. See, but I thought that was one of the better parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. It, I enjoyed the the hippie, you know, cocaine high type of stuff that they were doing. Yeah. In parts. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the original. I mean, I don't know if I could have stood this whole movie in that style, but that's no. what it looked. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And so, so they bring in this other this other Martin Rosen to uh, to to finish out the the film. Wow. Yeah the the beginning section kind of reminded me a little bit of a like a Christmas classic, like Frosty. Yeah, yeah. it did feel like that. I mean, were yeah. you guys asking yourself? why that was even there because like i feel like we could have still like gotten the rest of the movie without that without those opening you know sequences i I almost feel like you know how you get the ads for those for those games that don't really exist and you mm -hmm. click on it and it's just another version of. well i've never clicked on it but i'll take (laughs) your word for it 
Yeah, that, that's what I felt like happened. Like, huh. it was, I got gaslighted here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, it sort of came back around at the end of the film, but at the same time, I'm like, I, mm, okay. I really think we needed to be introduced to how many things are trying to kill these rabbits. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I think that that is maybe, you know, the the whole premise behind it is, you know, we're entering a world where danger is around every corner. Um <laughs> I mean, it's basically the real world, more or less, wouldn't you say? Well, I, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Well, and it's and it's there. For sure. I, I actually really liked it for the intro, for the idea that it's it's giving us their creation story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that the, the movie is telling us really early on, hey, these these rabbits have their own creation story, and they have their own beliefs and faith and hierarchy. Like oh we're actually getting some kind of it's not it's more than just this is why rabbits are the way they are it's it's also a a tale of why rabbits believe the things that they do and I think it also really helps you realize that they use words that are mm-hmm. different than our words mm. which I think is cool like they don't call a fox a fox they don't call uh, they call a dog a dog and a cat a cat, but a fox is something else. And there was a couple of other different words that they use. Like they didn't know what a train was and cars have a different name. And I kind of liked that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike it. There was just, uh, I was just like, okay, this yeah. is here. But when you look at it the way you just explain it to me, I can understand it a little bit better now. Sure. Well, Okay. Um, so this was, this was Sam's film. So this, this month, this entire month, we have been doing films that we all watched in the movie theater first, our first viewing experience. We started with the fun and lovable Dick Tracy with, uh, Andrew. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. That feels so long ago, by the way. It does. (laughs) I don't know why that felt so long ago. And then we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 the next week, which does not hold up and is a letdown. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had I had so much fun with Dick Tracy, and I did not have a good time with with um, Teenage Mutant you know, Turtles two. Not a Vanilla Ice fan, huh? It's not that. It's no. just that everything else about the movie is bad. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, honestly, the Vanilla Ice part I didn't care about. I was so apathetic by the time Vanilla Ice showed up. I just okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I can see then, that. And then last week we had special guest on Lady Wan to discuss The Little Mermaid, which was her favorite, her first film in the theater. And so we saved this gem for last, which of course was Sam's first film in the theater. Yes, thank you, Mom and Dad. I uh, <laughs> I appreciate you for this one for sure. I I still think that they knew what this was, and they were trying to just, you know, say, "All right, oh we want him to never never want to see movies." Are your ones. are your parents like uh, like? pseudo or super intellectuals or something or like big time like movie buffs and they were just no like, not at all i think they saw oh it's a cute rabbit cartoon ah, i see let's I bring see. little infant sam to this thing and uh so you were I, how old I, exactly i was probably two three oh wow and you remember you remember i remember to... it yeah i remember well see i remember all the worst parts though well right. yeah I, like burned, burned into your brain Right, leading up <laughs> into this point, I mean, I remember the fight in the burrow and the blood everywhere on that. And mm. I thought, this, you know, in my memory, the whole movie was like that. So it was, it was different this time around for sure. I need to start being a better dad. That's 
<laughs> yeah, so you know this this was my my first movie going experience, and uh, no wonder I'm tra- traumatized. So no wonder I don't like I, you know I stay away from horror movies and mm. and have stayed away for so long. So yeah, you know I I I've seen the uh, the poster for this that's on IMDb. If you search Watership Down, it's it's the poster mm-hmm. that's kind of associated. I'd seen that before and never realized. That that is a snare around the rabbit's neck in the movie. Right. right. I yeah. for some reason I thought it was like a weed in the grass. It just happened to be a little bit. Man, no, that that's, is that. That's that's what that is. That's just a. It's just a piece of straw or something. It doesn't know, go all the way around his neck. Well, that's because its fur is covering it. It's like it's just like a piece of barley or something. No, no, no. It's not. He's not being killed in the poster. It does, however, it is pretty. I think he is. It's pretty gnarly that it says. <laughs> On the poster, all of the world will be your enemy, prince of a thousand enemies, and they will catch you and they will kill you, but first they must catch you. Wow. <laughs> like wow. that's I mean, on the poster. You, does that not sound like a horror movie tagline though? It does. It does, and I mean it just makes me wonder like like the pitch meeting that went down for this film. Like well, this mean, is based on a book. Right, right. I get that. But like Which is what? based on a story that a father told his children in the backseat of a car. Uh, mm. No, the other way, the the boy was made it? up. Yeah, the boy was making up the story, and then they were like, "Hey, oh, I read that wrong." Yeah, and as he, I think that's right. Well, maybe you read it right, and I read it wrong. Anyway, the then the, the, like the kids were like, "Hey, you should write this down." Maybe maybe you're mm-hmm. right, Sam. I can't remember, but yeah. like, yeah, the guy what just invented this thing is what wrote the story. Right. Wrote yeah, I see. He's right here, Richard Adams. Uh, He's one of the regular screenwriters and wrote the novel as well. Like, I mean, I just yeah. was the book like just a success and the produce like the, you know, the movie people were just like, ah, we got to cash in on that sweet, sweet watership down money while we can. <laughs> I don't I mean, it, success is a weird word, you know, like, I mean, it, it made money uh, from what I can tell here on, on Wikipedia, but I don't think that, uh. You know, this isn't like Lord of the Rings or, you know, Animal Farm or something, you know, like. Right, right. I well, know. I guess British people are just into some dark and depressing stuff, I guess. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll have <laughs> I, to have I, our... I do not dispute that for sure. <laughs> I, I think that I think that what it is, since I'm my heritage is very much Scottish and Irish. I honestly I just think that it's a, uh, a very British Irish way of. Of celebrating life, um, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> oh man! If they could have yeah. seen you keep that straight face as you delivered that, mm, it would have cracked up just like we did. Okay, so Sam, you're right. So the story begins as as Richard Adams himself. He was telling his daughters uh, yeah. on long car rides. You're right. I I misread that as the the kids were reading uh, telling the story, and then he wrote it into a thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he would just make stuff up, and they're like, "Oh, tell us about the violent da- uh, rabbits, Dad." And so, <laughs> how did they die again? Yeah, give me the gritty details. <laughs> yeah, how much blood was pouring out of the rabbit's mouth as he was being choked by the snare? Now, what would be interesting would be because uh, obviously none of us have read the book, um, mm-hmm. and if anyone that's listening has read the book, I'd be interesting to know how violent the book is compared to, like, is that a directorial choice to make right. the movie super violent? Or is that how the book is? You know, because, like, I mean, even Lord of the Rings is violent, but, like, 
they didn't depict it super violent in the movies. Mm-hmm. They they probably could have. I mean, the one thing they get away with is that they make orc blood black, so it doesn't look as scary. Right. It's, it's, you know what I want to see is the stage play, because this oh, was adapted wow. for a stage play. Yeah. Oh dear lord. And I want to know. Uh, do they have like red streamers that they throw out? <laughs> did you see throat? how? <laughs> did you see how long the uh, the stage play lasted? Yeah, it, just a month. A one month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. also saw while um, I was uh, trying to find a version of this to to watch that there was a TV miniseries that just came out. Like, yeah, I don't know, early two thousands or something. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever. No, Nep- Netflix has it because I okay. I was yeah. worried you guys were going to accidentally watch that watch one, the one instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a four part or five part series that's got like James McAvoy and um, some other you know well named uh, actors and actresses. I I'm not going to lie. I, we haven't really talked about how we really feel about this movie, honestly, yet. But I kind of want to watch that series, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and see what's different, right? To see how they do it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to see it. I just want to see how Sir Ian McKellen will pull off as one of the voices, if he's in there. I don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I'll ship <laughs> down. I don't want to get too far onto this. That, that show. Right, let's yeah. see. James McAvoy is Hazel. Uh, one of the criticisms of it is that the animation is a little weird. Janky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Boyega as Bigwig. Uh, oh. Nicholas Holt. Uh, he was the guy what played the Beast in the young X-Men movies. Right. Oh, okay. uh, As yeah. Fiverr. Sir Bing Kingsley as uh, Woundwort. Oh, wow. Tom Wilkinson. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Oliver uh, Olivia Colman. Good gracious. So this is definitely, I mean, this is all British all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this right. is, I mean, you could tell from even just that, that this must be a beloved British thing. Yeah. So. Oh, Taron uh, Taron Ed- Ed- Egerton is in this too. Edgerton too. Mm. I like him. Wow. I'm really yeah. surprised Ian McKellen wasn't in it. Huh. Right. That, how dare I presume? Oh, that guy, I can't pronounce his last name. Daniel Kaluuya. Kalu- Kalua? He was yeah. the he was in Get Out and and um uh he was the he was in um Black Panther anyway yeah so yes all of the British people are here in that film mm-hmm. so uh, every one of them every one of them uh, anyway so this movie Watership Down let's talk wait there's another one there's another Watership Down there is. Watership oh Down 2, Electric Boogaloo. So there was a TV <laughs> series from 99 to 2001. It's just called Watership Down. The adventures of a warren of rabbits as they struggle to develop their new home and protect it from the various threats they face. And this was for 39 episodes. My gosh. Wow. Yeah, none of these actors I've ever heard of. Mm. But... My gosh, how many? How many of this? <laughs> there's so many versions of this thing. That's crazy. You just can't stop Watership Down. It's a timeless tale. I mean, it, I guess. You know, it is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, so let's do our five word review. Sam, you're up. Oh first. wow! <laughs> totally forgot about that. All right, you ready? Yeah. I've got two here. Um, the first one is nightmare-inducing kitty horror. <laughs> By kitty, you mean K I D Y, right? Not kitty, like cats. Yeah, yeah, kitty, as in kids. Okay. 
And then my second one, I think we've kind of talked about it already, is how did this get made? I don't know. Is it our American sensitivities? Uh, I just, uh, I don't know what's going on here. But this movie is just off the wall boring in, in some parts and then horrific in others. And I just don't understand what the pitch meeting was like. It, it has to be some sort of British ideal that they like this thing. I, I don't like it. And it's not because I've, I mean, maybe it's because I've been traumatized as a child, but I just, I had a hard time sitting through this movie and, you know, I'd been sick this week as well. So that might've been part of it, but, um, I, I had a really, really rotten time with this thing and I could care less about some of these, these folks. I thought the story and the way they transitioned was, was really kind of off. It felt like it, it just didn't work right. And, um, I just, I didn't like it guys. And, and I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of wrapping my brain around it. And I'm hoping you guys can help me out a little bit, um, with that. But, uh, it's just, I don't think it's all there. Yeah. I know how the pitch meeting went now that you brought that up. Yeah. Went a little something like this. By Jove, my child is, he's a little twat. I don't know how to get him, I don't know how to get him to behave. What should we do? Well, I think that perhaps if we show him a movie about death and really scare the shit out of him, they'll behave for the rest of their lives. And that is why <laughs> British people are so well-mannered. Oh, they're afraid of the, the cats and the manners dog. maketh the man. Yeah, I the learned that yeah. movie. Have you yeah. ever met met a little brat of a, a British kid? No, of course you uh, haven't. I've never yeah. met a British kid, so I gotta guess. No. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and it it's all boils down to you know, can this be made today? And I'm that's why I'm so interested in seeing the Netflix thing yeah. to see how far they go. They marketed this thing towards kids. Mm. Right. That's it. They, yeah. You know, that's why my parents brought me is because it was a kid film. So was this released in theaters here, Sam? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I right? wasn't alive when that happened. <laughs> yeah. So wait, hold on. Just, that math doesn't make sense. What's that? This movie came out in 78. You're not that so, much older than me. No, I, I was born in 78. Right. But you have to understand that theaters in Minnesota are about, they're, they're kind of like the Germany of the United States. Yeah. We're, uh, we're yeah. not quite a decade behind, but um, mm. it takes a while for things to get. You could have gone to like a art house West. theater that was showing it or something. It might yeah. have been like a dollar theater or something that was yeah. doing a thing. Knowing my parents, that's probably what it was. Okay. <laughs> so. that's Knowing cool. my parents, they probably just dropped me off and then just put me in a seat and then left and went and had dinner or something. So. Well, I, I, I wonder about the release date uh, uh, in the United States. I know the release date says November 1st, 1978, but was that the British release? No, that's the U.S. one. Yeah, yeah. So the London premiere was October 19th, and then it premiered in U, the U.S. November 1st. Wow. So. Yep. That's so funny. So, like, uh, the, the release, you know, so then December 20th in France, and then January 19th in Brazil, and 23rd in Ireland. Like, it was, it was a month and a half later before Ireland could watch it from across the, you know, the, the whatever there. <laughs> Let's see. The last people to get it was 
Malaysia, December 17th, 1980. No, I'm sorry. Spain. How did I miss this? Spain got it in 1984. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm just glad I wasn't around. All right. I was, I was still in two parts. <laughs> you hadn't been mixed yet? Mixed and no, I, shaken? No. Stirred? Okay. Uh, Steven. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I had this a second ago. Realistic, uh, but to a fault. Um, and I think that's why the film sort of comes off confusing and boring. And that's, it's like too real, man. Um, <laughs> like, you know, there's, and we're especially used to, you know, Looney Tunes and Disney over here. And I mean, I don't understand why they had to be just regular looking rabbits. Like they didn't give like, they all looked the same unless you were in a different tribe. Then I guess you look like your little rabbit tribe or whatever. So it was really hard to tell them apart. Like all the voices were done just like straight, like no character acting or anything like that. It was all, uh, you know, except, like they, except maybe the crazy rabbit, the fiver or whatever it was. Right. And the bird and the bird. Yeah. Um, oh God, the bird. I didn't but, even uh, mention the bird. Yeah. But other than that, everything was just real uh, straight and narrow, all, uh, you know, stiff upper lip and all that. And, yeah, it just makes uh, makes you wonder, who is this for? Because, I, all right, the violence doesn't really bother me. It's just pen and ink. Like, I don't care, whatever. I saw RoboCop at a very young age, so I'm highly desensitized. Uh, and, I, and I never even saw this film until, like, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I think it popped up in a uh, in a Facebook room that I was in or something. Yeah, and I and I watched it then and I pretty much feel the same then that I do now that uh, I guess for the time, I mean I respect it as far as 2D animation goes. Uh, it looks good and they have some like interesting uh, choices, but overall like the the color choice and the super realistic depictions of the animals and the voice acting is all just so bland. It's like, is this for adults? Is it for kids? Um, and in the end, I feel like it's really not for anyone. Like I know my, <laughs> my kid wouldn't sit through this. Um, I mean, I had a hard time sitting through it. Uh, I do uh, respect that, you know, they wanted to lay down some harsh truths on, I guess the viewer, whether it be a child or an adult, because the world is a very, uh, you know, it's a dangerous place, like whether you want to admit it or not, but they did it in a not very entertaining way. And then, you know, animation, it's not cheap. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I just wonder like, you know, what the bottom line was, if they were just, again, like counting that sweet Watership Down money. Like, I, could you guys imagine, like, the Happy Meal toys for Watership Down? Like, cause, <laughs> yeah, like, the I, bunnies with I the sure, battle damage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, the, or the action figures or the, um, I mean, I guess you could make, you know, plush, you know, little plushies. And then, yeah, when you when you squeeze it, it <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, I mean, overall, I, I guess I respect it's like, you know, harsh truths and the fact that it's 2D animation, I, I guess, as a student of animation and filmmaking, but as just a regular uh, viewer um, of movies, uh, it's found it to be pretty, pretty boring. All right. Interesting. Uh, Andrew. 
All right. Well, first of all, I have to say that I had I not known anything else about it, I, I would have thought this movie was like an allegory for life in South Compton in 1990. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, there's just so it's like gang violence and yeah, the, the ghetto life of rabbits. Uh, you know, <laughs> they. It. I like like uh, Stephen has already said. I. It just didn't do much for me as a movie, at all. Um, it was confusing in places, like you said. Um, it, it just a lot of it didn't make sense the way that they go from one section of the movie to another. The the animation, which I know it's 1978, um, but uh, we just watched The Little Mermaid. Which came out almost what ten years later, ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about how bad the animation was in that film, and cert- with certain things. But ten years earlier, it was far worse. Now this does scream <laughs> uh, British production, and it does scream. Uh, you know, I th- it reminds me of uh, the animated version of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ralph yeah. Bocci one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, as far as the animation style is concerned. Mm, yeah, very 70s, yeah. Yeah, and uh, which, if we're talking about animation that holds up, I, I don't know that it does. Um, but is it, do I have respect for for the the film itself as far as how it was done for that time? Sure, but my five-word review, I didn't, I didn't actually say it, so... Uh, I have two most violent cartoon ever made <laughs> and the stuff nightmares are made of. Right. <laughs> right. Um, if I were to show this to my eight year old son, he would not sleep. Like I know, yeah. I know him. He would, he would not sleep thinking about dead rabbits. Well, the, um, the worst one for me was the choking was in the trap. Right. Yeah, oh, by was, far. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, it's just like, holy crap! I, I can't believe they had that in this. In this, it, uh, well, mm. not only that, but then they show the gassing, the gas chamber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of them just suffocating. What, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, would an elementary school kid get that? Maybe I don't know, but as an adult, I think that's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible way. Yeah, you know, I, as I was watching this movie, I thought about how people always say that serial killers start off by killing animals. <laughs> and then those people start off by writing books about killing animals. I just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I couldn't, you know, my rule, if a movie keeps my focus, it's at least worth watching. This one, I had a hard time okay. uh, just staying focused. Yeah. No, I had a hard time just keeping up. I think because of what's already been said that it just was confusing and not entertaining other than the fact, unless you're one of those people that just loves to watch gore. <laughs> and there's those people are out there and to each his own. Yeah. So That's very true. Uh, I'm looking, uh, I did a Google search for popular animated movies from the 70s, so we can kind of like compare some of the other films of, you know, of the time. 
Now, yeah. it's unfair. I, I think it's a little unfair to compare this to other Disney films because it's yeah. it's Disney. But like Robin Hood, you know, like that animation looks mm. great. It's, you know, that was 1973 and it holds up. Uh, or the the animation from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, which again, you know, the, the cartoon parts. Like, right. Again, that's, uh, I don't know if that's, yeah, that's Disney money. Again, not not really fair. Uh, well, well, you can uh, you could throw um, heavy metal into that mix, which I think came out late '70s, early '80s. Are you guys familiar with that one? I'm not. I don't see it no. on the list here, but I I believe you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's very adult, though. Yeah, Sister Christian, right? What's up? <laughs> Sorry, it's <laughs> a bad joke. They had um this the animation style reminded me. My wife makes the kids watch the the Halloween tree every year. And and I, I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. I don't need, I don't think I know what that is. Charlie Brown, right? No, no, no it's, um, I don't, what, yeah. did, what I don't, did you say this was? It's called the Halloween tree. Oh, the, okay. Halloween <laughs> tree. Oh, your poor kids. All I have to do is Google the Halloween. All right. So it came out in 93. Leonard Nimoy is, um, one of the characters, Ray Bradbury, is the narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it just I hate it. I really do. <laughs> but like Are these movies that just traumatize children. Is that no? Because my kids have watched it. And it's fine. But like mm. the Ray Bradbury describes one small American town's preparations for Halloween night. Four friends are shown their respective homes, donning costumes excitedly. Basically, the idea is like it's it's giving these kids. Uh, you know, they get to go, they fly back in time to see why certain parts of the thing happen the way they do. Anyway, this mm-hmm. is like a made for Saturday afternoon special. It, the animation is garbage. Is ah, what I'm saying. Okay. Um, even the fact that Leonard Nimoy is one of the voices doesn't save it for me. <laughs> ah, he was just looking for a paycheck. Yeah, he time, needed I'm something sure. to do between track yeah. films. Um, so my five word review. All right. Here we go. Um, Monty Python Rabbits gets revenge. <laughs> <laughs> that was my funny one. Uh, my other one was Perilous Adventure to Find Freedom. Yeah. So for the last basically three years, when Sam said, that was the movie that I watched first, and I Googled it and saw some of the imagery, I'm like, oh, my God, Sam, what is, like, I'm so sorry for you. And ever since then, I've had this thought in my head that this was like this, crazy violent like whatever like horror film animated right oh so i gave you weird expectations and then like even our our, you know ebony who was supposed to be our guest this week um not her fault thank you steven for jumping in it was uh sure scheduling error on my my part she was like oh my gosh you're gonna have to pay for my therapy when i'm done watching this film because it's like the most depressing thing ever so like all like this whole movie, I'm expecting for everyone to die, right? Even Sam, you even told me, just remember, Sean, rabbits are at the bottom of the food chain. So, like, I'm going into this film thinking that this is going to be like a movie where everyone dies and the bad guys win, and uh, but that's just okay. the way life is. Yeah. So the the movie starts off literally telling you that this one rabbit was kind of a dick, and therefore God. Uh, cursed him to be the bottom of the food chain, right? I mean, that's kind of what the the, the yeah. thing is, right? Yeah. And so the so the movie starts, and we're going along, and I'm like, okay, well, 
there's a there's like a dictatorship thing happening there and um he's the boss because he's the biggest and he's the strongest rabbit and that's fine mm-hmm. and then this other group of rabbits decide to leave and and this one rabbit decides to come with them who's also uh he w- was part of the uh the leadership and then decides to go with them bigwig mm-hmm. and uh i'm like oh is, is this going to be like a is this like a um like In, uh, no. inside man no 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 actually yeah that's yeah. what i thought it was at first i thought he was gonna like betray them and then eventually he, mm-hmm. he then he realized no he's like one of the coolest characters in the movie and so when like again i okay oh he's a cool character so he must die horribly um right. <laughs> and uh and john hurt is you know is good voice acting by john hurt and then you have his brother fiverr who is kind of crazy i'm like oh well, definitely Fiverr's got to get et by something, right? Because he's weak <laughs> and small and crazy. So I'm not going to care about this character. So I'm just going to, okay, just guard myself. And then, like, we get one get, like, in the journey, one gets et by the um, by the uh, owl or the hawk. Eagle or, or the owl. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to be, right? This is, a, this is a, 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 a adventure story where they get slowly picked off one at a time. Like in a like any kind of like Jurassic Park or you know what I'm saying like the, those kind of movies. The gray, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where nature slowly picks you off one at a time. So I kept I kept waiting for these moments, and then I just kept waiting for these moments, and then <laughs> um, and then they get to that one Warren where uh, Cowlip I think is his name Cow something Cowlick Cowslip Cow Cowlipton Junior. And uh, oh, it was a baseball reference, and he yeah. uh, right. Anyway, he's like super creepy and weird, and like they're all like, "Hey, this is weird," but there's food and the thing, and then and then there's snare. And I'm like, "Oh no, Bigwig's gonna die!" And, no, he's okay. It's a little gross, but he's okay. <laughs> and see, in my mind, I had completely forgotten all that. I I thought Bigwig died in that snare. I thought one of the rabbits died on the highway when the car went by. Yeah. Like I don't know why my memory kept that, or you well, know you my mind three. kept that in my memory. Yeah, <laughs> but I just remember. I remember the worst, right? Yeah. So, I mean, because the majority of the deaths of the rabbits is off camera, right? A couple of rabbits yeah. get killed by the train off camera. Um, Big Wig, being the fastest, uh, runs that fox into the forest, and he accidentally ran into a patrol of that other Warren, and they got all eaten up, and he was unscathed, again, off camera. So... So as the movie's going along, I'm like, okay. And then they get to the they get to the place. They find the promised land. And then they're like, hey, we don't have any women. So <laughs> we can't do what rabbits do. Mm. And so then they meet that stupid bird. And which is the worst part of this whole movie. He kind of really is. is. Like, yeah. like I think it, it felt like okay, I didn't look it up. Um like he, it felt like they were trying to play on that. And again, the bird is from the book. So I don't know which came first, but it reminded me of the seagull from, or the albatross, whatever he is from, from Aladdin. Res- or I mean, Little Mermaid. No, the Rescuers. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah, least yeah. you like yeah. that guy, right? He's he's clumsy and funny and silly, and it's like pratfall humor. Whereas this is just, he's just annoying. And I don't yeah, there's no uh, comedic relief in this film, like the, at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, correct. There's there is zero fun in this film at all, yeah. <laughs> uh, and almost, uh, almost. But no... he's supposed to be. That's the problem. He's yeah. supposed to be the comic relief, and he can't keep a freaking accent to to save his life. 
in this movie. Well, <laughs> that's an interesting phrase because that actor died after this film. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. <laughs> this was his last movie. Oh, no. way to go, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think that's right. Let's see. His name was Zero Mostel. Most Mostel. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Watership Down was his last film. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. sorry, bud. It's fine. I don't. I don't think the movie killed him, but. Well, maybe it did. He died right after. <laughs> it's called karma. Uh, yeah, right after. He was 62 years old, but he was American. He wasn't Russian. He was an American dude. You don't say. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sean, yeah. the rescuers came out in 1977. Right, yeah. Oh, oh so that's what they were trying to They but were trying we to know so that. They're, they're attempting to throw in a likable sort of a see, comedy the, relief. but based on yeah. a book. Like, I don't know when the book came out. Um, oh, yeah, right. well, we also don't know, though, if uh, they wanted to take the bird from the book and make it more like the seagull from so the, Rescuers. The book was published in November of 72. Mm. So I, I still think that the even the character, the bird is probably still trying to be in the book, probably some kind of of comic relief. Um, yeah. Because that was, I mean, uh, you think of other movies from the time, or you know, before then, and there's probably something there. I don't know. But my point is, is that, I think where all of our point is, is that the bird sucks, but he's... <laughs> But he's a nece- <laughs> but he's a necessary. Well um, said, sir. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. But I will say this: I actually didn't hate this movie. What? I I wow. really I didn't hate this movie. Um, there were parts that I actually kind of found uh, enjoyable. Um, parts. Th- this is definitely a movie where the sum of the whole is not as good as the parts. Um, I liked the intro. I actually did like the intro. Well, I think I agree with you there. I, I was, I did like the intro as well. I just, yeah, I liked. it was at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked the, the kind of the peril of the, uh, of the farm and that Hazel, I like my character, my heroes to be clever and smart. And Hazel mm-hmm. is that he embodies that. And I also like that both of our... We have three villains in this movie, right? We've got the main... The first villain, who's the first boss. I forgot his name. The, the first boss. And he's just he's barely there, and he just sucks. And then <laughs> like, he's just too stupid to, to see whatever and dies. And then you have Cowslip, who is just there to let these bunnies get snared so that his Warren doesn't get snared. Just mm-hmm. sucks. And then you have the last one, who is just straight up... He's basically like a Hitler archetype. I mean, mm. you know, I'm not going to let you leave. I don't want you, but I'm not going to let you leave either because I right. want to remain powerful. And he is powerful because of intimidation and because he's the leader because he's the strongest, which is why the scene at the end when he's fighting Bigwig and Bigwig's like, my chief told me to defend the, the whatever. And he's like, wait, you're not the chief? Like that was actually a cool moment in the movie. Because that's when he realized that he's not like he always he was assumed that the chief would be the strongest, and in this case, the chief was the smartest, which mm-hmm. I thought was really clever. So there's there's some really cleverness in the movie, which I'm going to give credit to the book for. But 
The three of you are 100% right. The animation is janky. There are times where I'm confused at what's happening. Yeah. Um, that Just that animation style just, I think, is just annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it would have been kind of neat to see if, a, you know, if a Disney, and again, Disney would never produce this, but like a studio of that quality, of that ilk, the... Don Bluff, perhaps. Yeah, Don. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I, I thought it was Bluth or Bluff. One of those. Yeah, if he can get his hands on this, you know, a decade later. Yeah, mm-hmm. because this kind of has a secret of the Nim vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was yeah. definitely getting that vibe the whole. In fact, I pretty much compared Watership Down to Secret of Nim the whole time. Secret of Nim is just so much more enjoyable. It is. Uh, but I definitely agree with you. I, I mean, that's I like the allegory in the writing. Uh, it's just the execution as a film, uh, just kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. 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 I don't. I, I don't disagree. There's just. It was funny because when I told my wife what this was going to be, she said, "No, I don't want any part of it." <laughs> and I said, "That's fine." So I watched this in my <laughs> office by myself. And so I'm 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 messaging her like okay one bunny down, uh, oh there goes the second one oh no he lived you know like I'm giving her like you know play by play updates, and uh, she's like yeah I'm really glad I didn't watch it but um, also what you said how you know uh, Sam built it up for you like you thought it, this was just going to be a depressing bloodbath like when you watched it and then you were. Would you say you were disappointed when it wasn't? <laughs> no, I was. I'm actually kind of. I'm actually glad that it wasn't because, you know, it's like when you're watching a horror film and you're waiting for the jump scare and then mm-hmm. the jump scare never comes, and so you're almost relieved. Right. But it was kind of like that. Like I got done with this movie and I walked downstairs. And my wife goes, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's. F- it was fine." The same thing happened to me. Like when I watched this movie, like I don't know, two, three years ago. I guess I had a friend, much like Sam, who saw it when he was a, <laughs> a young lad. He was just like, oh, man, it's the worst thing ever. Like, And I think I ended up actually watching it with him. And then like the dog part came at the end, and I was just like, that's it? It's like he's just killing all the bad guys. Like, it, It's a good thing that that dog was there. <laughs> like, uh, so, so, yeah, I was I'm definitely on kind of the same uh, level with you as, as far as uh, viewing this film and I don't know. I just wonder if I would have seen it when I was a young lad, if I would feel differently about it. Yeah, probably. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I probably would. You're right. I, I think you know, the time and place are, are, are make a huge difference. I mean, again, mm-hmm. if I would have watched this a week after watching The Secret of Nim, I probably would really hate this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, because I watched The Secret of Nim dozens of times as a kid. I really enjoyed that movie. And, yo, yeah, it's a little dark and the owl's creepy and when um spoiler alert for a you know 40 year old movie but when nicodemus dies like that's really sad mm-hmm. yeah. you know like i cared because you more. care about the characters you care yeah. about yeah. those characters i didn't care about book. almost any of these characters um same here uh, except you know big wig and hazel are the only two kind of interesting characters i mean i honestly wanted <laughs> i wanted the bird to get killed no i mean i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yes it, you know yeah. if it would have been seeing that and that's why I said this movie is realistic to a fault because like you can't even tell the characters apart for them. So you don't even care what happens to them yeah. basically. Um, you have to go anyway. by, yeah, the, the shade of the Brown, you know, like yeah. the, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, but even that would change though. I mean, it's, mm. yeah, that was 
for me, that was probably the most confusing thing because I didn't know which rabbit I was looking at or until they spoke. And then even even at times, they kind of sound the same. Well, so yeah, you put a hat and tie on them. Come on, Hanna-Barbera this thing up. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, it, it was, it's John Hurt and then there's the rest because we've, we've <laughs> all listened to John Hurt talk for 20 years. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he's Mr. Ollivander. He's the bad guy from V for Vendetta. You know, like, we've, we've seen him in 100 films. So we know his voice very well. Right. So when he talked, I'm like, yeah, that's John Mother F and Hurt there. But other other than Bigwig, I again I was confused. Uh, other than the mm. because there's only two females in the movie, uh, which the book takes grief for. Uh, I was yeah. doing some research. This this book takes a lot of grief for the fact that women do nothing except produce babies. That's all they're for. Mm. Is mm. and. And I think to your point, Stephen, about you know this movie, the book probably being too realistic, and the movie being too realistic, because that's probably what the men rabbits think of women. You are there to mate with, you know, like do, right, do right. female rabbits have agency? Probably not, you know. <laughs> so, yes, this movie and book aren't woke, but they weren't supposed to be. And this is not me defending it. I'm just saying it's a product of its time. And sure. Um, it was a different time. It was a different mm-hmm. time. I don't have that queued up. Well, but... the movies back then took more risks, I think. Yes, yeah. yes, right? they did. Once they started slapping um, age-appropriate listings on them or, or notifications, I don't know what you call those ratings. Mm-hmm. Ratings, yeah. Um, I, th- I think we really started to see the the lessening of taking risks on these. Yeah, it's only gotten worse as time's gone on. I saw an article almost to the point of blandness. Yeah. Well, I I agree. I saw something today, literally today that, um, was it uh, Saudi Arabia? Something like that is uh, threatening to ban, uh, Dr. Strange two, because there is one line of dialogue where one of the characters uses the phrase, my mom's and mm-hmm. they want it cut from the film, and Disney's not going to do it. They're not going to cut the film, that, that line. Mm-hmm. And so Saudi Arabia is threatening to whatever. And it's like, well, I guess, you know, I guess kind of good on you, Disney, for, for, I guess, taking a stance. But but where was that backbone when you were looking for... Um, um, <laughs> on, Chinese money? Yeah, the Chinese money with <laughs> the Doctor Strange yeah. 1, right? Because when they, you know, they, when they cast uh, Tilda Swinton to be the ancient one, you know, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be a Tibetan monk, but you can't have that if you want that China money. Right. Or where was your backbone when they took like John Boyega off the poster of Star Wars or put the mask on Black Panther? Like, you know, it's just corporate flim flammery. Wait, they took John Boyega <laughs> off of a poster? Well, they shrunk him. They shrunk him like to where, you know, they just put him in the background, basically. So, you know, they didn't have a. Uh, you know how you know they have the big heads and stuff. Yeah. I guess in the U.S. he was a lot bigger, but in China he's way in the background. Oh, because I guess okay. I mean, we're not gonna. I don't. Know, I don't think we're gonna offend it in China, but like, is it because they don't like black men? I mean, is that what it is? Or I guess I guess they're just a little bit racist. Oh. Okay. Well, is there, is there such a thing as a little bit? Yeah. I think it's I think it's either you are or you're not. <laughs> well, I was quoting um Avenue Q. There's oh, there a song in there called 
everyone's a little bit racist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. You're, you're right, Sam. It's like either you're pregnant or you're not, you know. It's like, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, anything else we need to say about the film before I do oh. a few clips? Oh, prepare yourselves. Okay. <laughs> prepare yourself. There's, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. So I got a few clips here. Not a lot. Uh, seven, I guess. Okay. Uh, again, I, I liked, I just like the, the intro dialogue and I like the, this line here. Digger, listener, runner, prince with the swift warning. Be cunning and full of tricks and your people will never be destroyed. By the way, the the oboe player had to have gotten a bonus on this. Uh, <laughs> on now, this show. <laughs> I will say that that is one thing that I actually did enjoy about the movie was the music. Um, Pretty good because it's countryside I, English countryside feeling. I mean, it was yeah. yeah. Uh, the music was as I was sitting there. I thought this is the best part of everything that's going on right now is this music. It was the most beautiful thing, like where yeah. everything else was so bland. Yeah. Yeah. So Angela, uh, her name is Angela uh, Morley, who who did this. Uh, she's done a lot of work, uh, a lot of TV stuff, a lot of TV stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, gosh, well, let's see. I'll start at the top. Dallas. She did a bunch of episodes of Dallas and Falcon Crest. And Dynasty, and something called Hotel. She did a movie called Threesome. That sounds kind of fun. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, she did three episodes of Wonder Woman, the TV series. Uh, and of course, this and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So, I mean, yeah, she's she did her she did she did some work. You're right, uh, Andrew. In fact, I actually captured some of the music later on uh, in our clips here because oh, nice. it uh, reminded me of something else, and that's. Uh, <laughs> But but at the time that this would have like if this movie came out in seventy eight, that means you're working on it in nineteen seventy six, right? Sure. Seventy five. If she, even if she doesn't write the score until the animation is completely done, uh, I don't think that my, what I'm going to uh, assert is accurate. But we'll we'll find out. Um, brace yourselves. This is a loud noise. Okay. This 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 noise made me about pee myself. Okay, here you go. Just again, <laughs> here's a warning. Maybe bump down your phone a couple bits. Okay, here it is. Ugh. So that's the rat sound. The rats. Yeah. Uh -huh. Why were we so bad? It sounds like that back then. It's like the lightning from the Little Mermaid. Like, why were we bad at that? Ugh. Okay, uh, time for a little uh, social commentary. They just destroyed the Warren because we were in their way. They'll never rest until they've spoiled the earth. There you go. Uh, men, people are the bad guys. We got it. Okay. Uh, I did like this line here. Captain, get this miserable group back to their marks. I'll settle with you myself, big week. There's no need to take you back. Come on and try, you crack brain slave driver. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that is good. That's a cool bit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to fight you, even though you have the high ground. I'm going to fight you. And, of course, you know, we had Seagull Ex Machina show up. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of that, right? There was Train mm-hmm. Ex Machina. You had Fox Ex Machina. And then the end of the movie is Dog Ex Machina. I mean... <laughs> Although they brought... They kited that They dog, did kite the so. dog. That was the plan. You're right. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, how about this, then? How about uh, a human Ex Machina? Because that cat is about to eat Hazel, and then... There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, that cat was huge, right? Like, I have a cat. If if my cat saw a rabbit, she would run away. Because I, I thought, by the way, Sean, that was something you would pick out. The voice of the rabbit sounds like nothing else in this movie. You mean the cat? Like re- recording wise. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, the, the, cat, the voice yeah. of the cat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I caught on that too. I didn't. I it, it also weirded me out that the cat's mouth didn't move when it talked. Mm. Like everything yeah. else did, but the cat didn't. Like the cat was talking t- telepathically to the rabbit. Like the yeah. dog didn't talk either. It just barked. So like some animals are an- anthropomorphized. I have a hard time with that word. But some, nice. Like, but well, some yeah. aren't, you know. Uh, all right. Uh, here's a little bit of the bird. Where are chicks? Mate, make eggs. Me, sit on eggs. Hatch eggs. Many eggs. V, feed chick. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. It's so to that. bad. It's like it can't make up its mind what it wants to go with. Because at first it kind of sounds southern Texas. And then it. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It morphs into something else. It's it's very weird. I mean, the dude was... It's like, like when Sean tries to do accents. Yeah. It starts one. <laughs> it all goes to German <laughs> it goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's a little bit of that music I was playing, and when I heard this, all I could think of was, we'll see, let's see if you guys pick up on it. Does that remind yeah, you of Yeah, definitely Mars. Yeah. A little bit of Mars. That's probably what they were going for. Uh, it it one hundred percent reminds me of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. oh I was gonna say. That. Yeah, the 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 Han and Chewie are about to take off from the Death Star after deactivating the the, the tractor the tractor beam. Yeah. It was the style at the time. But again, like again, it, they came out right after each other. There's no way she heard Star Wars and went, "Ooh, I'll copy that." Like it's not possible. Right. So I, I give her a pass. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds like Star Wars." Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this this part earlier. My chiefs told me to defend this run. Your chief. Yeah, there you go, your chief. Uh, I wrote also here real quick. Last thing in my notes is that um, Clifton Jones, who played uh, something Black something, um, I can't think of his name. Anyway, Blackavar, Black, uh, yeah, Blackavar. He's our Star Trek connection. He was in a couple episodes of TNG. So there's almost always one. Uh, yeah, oh. we have that on our podcast too. The Star Trek connection. Yeah. Let yeah. You know. In your theme park legends uh, podcast? No, no, not on that. On, on obscurity now, yeah. when we look at uh, old and forgotten movies and TV, usually and my friend, he's a and co-host is a big time uh, Trekkie, and he always somehow finds a connection. Nice, uh, that's awesome. I I 
Well, now I want to partake. Okay. <laughs> um, before we get to trivia, uh, this uh, segment is brought to you by... Hey, Bubblies. I'm Jen, and I'd like to invite you to my bubble. My streaming bubble, that is. And it's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Every week, I tolerate a friend so we can obsess over our favorite streamable contributions to pop culture entertainment. So join us every Sunday on a podcast player near you and keep streaming. Bye. And now for some more bad news. Ready? So for the last two months, we've been playing a really fun game called Did You Notice? We are not doing that today because, frankly, uh, it was hard for uh, Andrew to create a game. (laughs) Based on, to create a game uh, based on this movie. So we're just going to do something nice and simple and just read some of the trivia about the movie. Uh, we'll, we'll come back next week with the game. But it was basically like, you know, how many scars did that one rabbit take? Or how many seconds did, how many radishes did they eat before uh, Big Wig got, you know, eaten or whatever? How many yeah. rabbits got murdered in the end? Yeah. <laughs> How many rabbits were in the gas chamber there? At the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I got some trivia for you instead. So uh, Watership Down is a real place located in the south of Newbury. Or as they would say, Newbury. Um, this is the first animated movie to be presented in Dolby Stereo in theaters. Which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, especially oh, with cool. the... With the good music that we've just talked about, um, you know, uh, <laughs> the good music being drowned out by the rat sounds and the bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there is a cut of this film that is seventy minutes, which we didn't talk about the length of this. This is what hour, an hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. 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 Uh, there is a cut that's about seventy minutes, used for TV broadcasts, VHS, and DVD releases, and in, in some cases, uh, and that cut is often. Uh, rated TV 14. So that trivia goes along with this next bit of trivia. The British Board of Film is still receiving complaints about this movie four decades after its release (laughs) due to the the, uh, board's decision to classify it as suitable for all ages. Um, and, And so I find it odd that there's a cut that's 70 minutes uh, so they've obviously cut some things out. Um, that is TV 14. Yet the original is suitable for all ages, I guess. <laughs> so People were the, ha- hard back then. I I don't know enough about it. Um, but do you, has there ever, maybe this is a question we could ask, um, but has there ever been a movie that has been released and then they've said, oh, all right, maybe we should, change the rating on this has that happened before i mean we know that in the 80s because of like movies like temple of doom and whatnot that they created pg-13 right it was created though for those movies at the time like i can remember seeing some john candy movies when i was younger that were rated pg that really should have been been rated uh pg-13 or something like that yeah well like that's the weird thing about i guess film boards or uh, the you know like the mpaa is like it's all based on like the people who are in that room at the time and what like they find offense there's no uh from what i understand 
there's no like clear cut rules. Uh, I mean, aside from, you know, when it comes to like swearing and whatnot, I guess animated blood is a whole different world that people don't know how to classify. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. That's interesting. Because, I mean, even here in America, I'm trying to find out, is this, I mean, what, like, our MPAA read, uh, lists this as, as PG also, right? Yeah, right, and a, that's because in America, yeah. animation is for kids, like, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah this is a PG Well, film. and there are those people out there, like, my mom, when I was growing up, didn't want me to play any video games that had blood in it, mm. you know? And so if it had if it had blood of any kind, even though it was, you know, animated blood, I wasn't allowed to play that game. But there were also some of my friends, you know, whose parents let them play that game. And I would, you know, go to their house and I'd say, my mom doesn't let me play this. And the parents would say, well, it's just animated blood. It's not real. Yeah. So I think there are people that are certainly on either side of it. And some people might watch this film and go, oh, it's just animation, whatever. Right. But then there's people like me that my child would have nightmares. Sure. I mean, I think in this case, you know, let's pretend that it's the 90s. You see this sitting um, in a blockbuster or your local mom and pop video in the kids section. If you uh, if you know, if your parents rented it, yours and popped it in, they wouldn't see the blood until it's too late. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. doesn't even say on the box, you know, caution, animated blood. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, that was that it, Andrew? That was it, yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for that. It wasn't much. But, no, uh, that's fine. We don't need here a lot. Uh, by the way, I thought about this as we were, um, uh, as I was finishing up before trivia. So we have a a trope or a a movie thing that we refer to as the Hopping Man, though it's kind of funny because these are rabbits. But uh, the Hopping Man is a is a is a character in a movie that we have associated with when the movie introduces us to a character, and then we have no resolution for that character. They just disappear, go all the way back to episode I don't know twelve or something when we watched uh, Dark, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Dark Man. Dark, oh, that's right, Dark Man. Yeah, Dark Man. I get those two confused for some reason. There's a couple scenes that are similar. So, do we ever have any kind of resolution on Fiverr? Like, he's in the burrow, and he's wigging out because he can see the impending death. He can see, he sees what would trigger, I guess he sees the dog coming, and that they're, you know, that they're all going to die. The, the bad rabbits are going to die. But then, like, we don't see him cowering. We don't see, like I'm saying, like, the only thing that I know for sure is that Bigwig fights the bad guy, and then Hazel grows old and dies. I don't know what <laughs> happened to Fiverr. Like, so I, I kind of think he's our hopping man. Hopping <laughs> rabbit. No pun probably really went right. into probably went into rabbit show business. He became Bugs Bunny. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and also okay again. Like some people have commented on Twitter, like this is the most depressing film. I, again, none of the main characters die, and the fact that Hazel right. dies at the end, but it's like he dies of, of having having an old of old age, having a great life, and when he sees the black rabbit comes, he greets him as a friend. You know, like it's that whole thing where 
uh, like in Harry Potter, when like they he they, he hid from death for so long, and then when he was ready to, he greeted death as a friend or something like. I didn't find that. I found that actually kind of sweet. He got to live his life in his place, and there was his little bunnies were over there, and he's talking to the son, whatever, or he's talking to death, and he's like, "Hey, they're gonna be fine. You guys are good. You've done your job the, as chief." What yeah, I think the, it is is. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, you go ahead. What I think it is is this. People just aren't used to like death and harsh truths in their talking animal cartoons. So when they sit down and watch this, assuming they don't know anything about it, it just takes them, especially if they see it at a young age, then I guess it just really like hits hard and sticks with them. And then they live the rest of their life going, that's the most depressing film I've ever seen. But you know, if you watch it when you're 35, like I did, like, yeah, I've seen way worse. Like yeah, The I've, Road. That's the most depressing film I've seen, I think. Yeah. Oh my um, god, yeah, The Road. We watched that for the show. That is a depressing film. Or Yeah, that's yeah. No, like this is nothing compared to The Road. No. Uh and there's I'm trying to think of animation. Like Bambi's mom getting shot like probably hit harder than this film did to me. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, the first 10 minutes of Up is way more depressing than this movie. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um yeah, no, you're right. Gosh, The Road. Yeah, I forgot about The Road. That movie, whew. Like, Requiem for a Dream. Like, that movie gave yeah. me bad dreams. You know, like, there are, sure. there's a lot of other things that I've seen. Anyway, I don't know. I, just, I Again, right. I'm not, I don't want to dis, I don't want to dis, uh, credit or discount your emotions if you're listening to this and like, there's sure. no way I could watch this because it's depressing. I get you. I do. I understand right. that. Just for well, me. There is, absolutely. There is a lot of death, though. It may not be the main characters, like you said, and and there are some like you know happily ever afters of this movie. Right, I get. But it's, it's still there's a lot of. Death. Is Saving Private Ryan a depressing film? Well, I mean, any war movie can be depressing for some people. Right, for some, but you know, you know what I'm saying, like, Saving yeah. Private Ryan got a pretty schmaltzy ending, so it's which is, I mean, it's the same ending as this. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it ends on an up note. Like, yeah, there's, I've watched plenty of like indie films that, uh, you know, they just end with like sometimes with no resolution and, you know, you're just left with an empty feeling. So, I mean, they at least had an ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, again, the, the book obviously had to have some kind of ending. Uh, apparently the author also right. wrote a second, like a sequel basically, uh, mm -hmm. with more adventures of the, of the Warren, uh, putting greater emphasis on the women because of all the criticism he took. <laughs> Um, I just don't like women. Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> As he said to his two daughters in the car. Right, right, right. Okay. So anyway, again, like I said, if you're listening and you find this movie super depressing, I'm sorry, I guess, or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to discredit <laughs> you. I'm just, I'm saying, for me, I mean, again, it's it's not a happy thing. Like, I want to go watch something fun now. To kind of you know cleanse my palate of it, but you mentioned Requiem for a Dream. You should oh know. <laughs> yeah, I should definitely go. With it. No. Uh, in fact, I haven't. I guess I haven't watched anything since uh, I watched this last night. So mm -hmm. at some point, I'll watch something joyful, and it'll be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we've done that. Time for. I guess we'll do this. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. By the way, Stephen, you'll appreciate this. So I, um, many times we have a game that I, re we have a segment that I refer to as. What? And that's the segment where I don't understand what they're saying. 
Mm-hmm. But I had closed captioning on this movie the whole time. And my God, did I need it because a lot of, especially a lot of the words that are made up for other things, like, wait a minute, what I'm reading and what I'm hearing are not the same thing. Right. And that happened a lot in this movie. And so I was really thankful for closed captioning. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, time for top three. We're going to do our top three now. And this month, this month, this episode Top three is non-Disney animated films. Now, maybe we're going to probably have some crossover there, and that's fine, but we'll uh, we'll just go from there. Um, uh, Stephen, we'll let you go first. Uh, having not heard from Sam in a while, we're assuming that he's uh, elsewhere. So, uh, Stephen? All right. Well, I already meant, like, I feel like I want to go towards uh, sort of like the time when this came out, um, and I'll just... I already mentioned uh, heavy metal. Um, that's like probably sort of the first adult-oriented uh, animated film that I've ever seen. I mean, it's basically, I mean, and it came out in the, I think, 70s, early 80s, definitely sort of catering to the Dungeons and Dragons crowd and the, uh, you know, midnight movie crowd. Um, and uh, I uh, highly recommend it since you guys haven't seen it. Okay. Um, am I supposed to give the other two now? Yeah, yeah go for how, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Okay. No, fine. Um, and then also around, we already mentioned uh, Ralph Bocci. Um, I, Wizards is a good one. If like if you're really looking for like 70s and 80s uh, animation, I don't know what was going on in the 70s. People were just like, we really got to make some weird adults like animation. Uh, and uh, yeah, Wizards is one of those. I guess kind of in the same. Uh, realm as a uh, heavy metal and mm, i feel bad because i feel like i'm about to take someone else's movie but i gotta go ahead and mention um uh all dogs go to heaven <laughs> it's uh mm-hmm. one of my favorite non-disney films of all time and i love don bluff as well cool yeah all right uh i will go next because that's where we go so my number three i did secret of nim Again, nice. uh, I haven't seen it in years. I mean, it's probably been 20 years, maybe more, since I've seen it. Now, 20 would suggest that I was 20 years old when I watched it. So, uh, doing that quick math. So, it's probably been close to 25 to 30 years since I've seen that movie. I mean, I was a kid the last time I watched it. and uh, Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it maybe... Uh, maybe we need to throw in some more of this kind of type of animation in our in our... Uh, podcasting, watching stuff. Uh, my number two is The Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. Oh, good one. I love The Iron yeah. Giant. We, in fact, we watched it not that long ago with the kids. Um, it was one of those nights where I said, hey, let's, uh, let's watch something, guys. You guys pick. You know, let's, let, nothing new. You know, let's just, you know, let's just, because I think like Friday we watched Ron's Gone Wrong. And so Saturday, I'm like, hey, we did a new one last night, so let's do something we've already seen tonight. You know, we can just kind of chill with the... And so my daughter goes over and picks up the Blu-ray of Beauty and the Beast, and then my son's holding the DVD of The Iron Giant, and my daughter goes, oh, no, let's watch that instead. So we watched The Iron Giant. Nice. Uh, Yeah. But also my son can... My daughter, if brother wants to watch it, then that's what she wants to watch. She's she's just a people pleaser. And my number one... Fievel goes west. In American oh, Tale, yeah. Fievel goes west. 
I've never yeah. actually seen that one. Oh, it's so good. Have you seen the first one? Yeah, I think I saw that one in the theater, actually. So as the first one's kind of, very, again, Don Bluth, Bluth, whatever, very kind of dark, a little scary. The Mouse of Minsk actually scared me as a kid. So me too. Imagine, yeah. take all of the, the dark from that and then one idiot. That's what Five Goes West is. It is hmm. light and fun and jokey. Like there are no stakes at all. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it like it feels like at any given moment in American tale that Fievel could be eaten by something. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. you're con- like that mouse is constantly in peril. But in the mm. second one, he's in he's he's constantly in peril, but you never feel like he's actually in peril. Mm. You know, so I, gotcha. I mean John Cleese is the bad guy. <laughs> nice. Okay, like that's where we are. And James Horner did the score, and it's so good. It's such a fun thing. So I'll have go, to check it out. Go watch Five Goes West. Uh, oh. oh, later. Later. Okay. Yeah, not right now. Just <laughs> uh, Andrew. All right. Uh, number three, I have Rockadoodle. Oh, I've never oh seen that one gosh. either. <laughs> really? <laughs> I yeah. hate that movie so much. It looks uh, so dumb. I'm uh, sorry. A, I mean, it's just a from terrible the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I was kind of forced to watch it as a kid, and it's—I don't think I've ever seen it uh, since then. But mm-hmm. uh, Rockadoodle has a, a special place in my heart. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And uh, number two, I have uh, this is kind of a newer film, but uh, Rio. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 And then. Number one, I have the Prince of Egypt. Oh sure, yeah. Oh man, I saw that one in the theater too. Uh, that that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Excellent Dreamworks. music in that one as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I wanted to say uh, Land Before Time. I'll oh, I was wondering out. if someone was going to mention that. Uh, I was going to make that an honorable mention, but I hate Land Before Time so much. <laughs> you talk about a movie that depressed a child. Um, I even as a little kid watching it, I, I remember going to my great aunt's house and uh, she is like the only movie she had. And it was a VHS <laughs> and she would pop that in and it just was awful. I, At least it, it wasn't was like watership down. Right. I would I would beg uh, to let us you know let the kids watch Hee Haw <laughs> <laughs> because it was more entertaining than than um. Land Before Her Time. One of those uh, funny photoshopped. Um, I I don't know if it was real. It was on one of those websites that you take with a grain of salt. But like, mm-hmm. it um it had that movie, and the tagline was, um, "You can't prove that it didn't happen" or something like that. Oh, nice. Um, or something like that. I can't remember. There was another one though. I do remember that like uh, it was like a Christian. Like one of these crazy alt right Christian groups was like, uh, this this movie proves that Satan is real or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but I remember reading it, going, "What? What, what is happening here?" But anyway, <laughs> not uh, it's funny. Not to, no. uh, okay. The Twitter I I did throw out on Twitter, and uh, we have a little bit of response. So I I, I did a top three. Uh, most people just kind of commented on the movie itself instead of top three. So. Uh, Jesse from the Open Pike 
uh, podcast, as well as Sudden But Inevitable. Sudden But Inevitable. Make sure I say it right. Uh, he gave me Akira, Princess Monon. Oh gosh, Mononoke. Mononoke. Yeah. And The Hobbit, 1977. So thank you, Jesse. Those are good choices. And then pretty much everyone else just said, uh, Chris from Measuring the Score said, saddest movie ever. Uh, <laughs> Ebony, who was supposed to be our guest tonight, says, depressing as uh, F. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you you commented, Steven. I can't wait to review this hilarious talking animal movie. Um, <laughs> at It Goes Down in the PM, which I guested on her show not that long ago, and that episode just came out. And apparently she took one of, my, the, one of the moments I was talking about, and she clipped it out as a promo where I go on this rant about how Ewoks are cannibals. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so if you want to listen to my take on Ewoks and how they're cannibals and they're savage beasts that wanted to eat Han, Luke, and Leia, or not Leia, Han, Luke, and Chewie, go listen to It Goes Down in the PM. Do you not like Ewoks? I love Ewoks. I love Return of the Jedi. I don't remember the context. We recorded that that episode, you know, two and a half gotcha. months ago. So gotcha. I don't remember the context. I just remember that we talked about it. Because again, she put that on Twitter recently and I was like, oh, hey, that's the thing that I said. So I, don't <laughs> I mean, you can like them. You don't have to agree with everything they do. Oh, I mean, I don't care. They're, 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 oh, so it's, so you're endorsing cannibalism, is what you're saying. I guess there's not cannibalism because they're not eating each other. (laughs) Yeah, because they're they're not eating eating other Ewoks. So I'm just messing with you. No, no, you can mess all you want. But yeah, they're not, they're they're (laughs) eating people. So they're just, they're obviously omnivores, is the point. Right, right, right. They they like them some meat. Uh, (laughs) because I did make the joke like at the end, you know, when they're drumming on all of those stormtrooper helmets, like, right. like I Did make the comment, him? like, yeah, they ate those heads, you know. <laughs> like, they they ate good for a while, is what I'm saying. All like, the oh, cute little Ewok! Ow, my finger! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and TV's Travis at TV's Travis says, watched it for the first time last year. It's really good. It's rough at times and pulls no punches, but a really good story and film. So, TV's Travis, you and I, I think, are on the same page, man. I, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would use the word really good, but <laughs> I think it's good a for good... the time. Good for the time. Yeah, I do think that. I think of the time, it is good. There's a lot of depressing stuff in the late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, sorry, I just got a message from Sam. He is out for the rest of the night, which is fine. So we will just trudge on the three of us, and the show's basically over at this point anyway, and I do this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we do our top ten. Uh, not top ten, our out of ten. We're not doing a top ten. That's not a new segment. Out of ten. That's Letterman. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask Sam what his out of ten uh, score is. Uh, Steven. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... It's like I want to like it more than I do. Like do you, do again, you want a baseline? Let me give you, tell you what IMDb says. Um, I mean, I can give my own. I don't want to have it, uh, you know, spoiled by IMDb or anything. Uh, and just so I'm clear, ten is the highest. Yeah. Or one. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with a four. Um, I think I can only appreciate this like on an academic level. Um. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't even really, I could only recommend it to someone else who was like, Hey, I really want to see some like non Disney animation from the, from the late seventies, early eighties. And then I could be like, Hey, well you want to check out 
watership down. Uh, and especially if they were, you know, British, I could probably then that would probably just be icing on the cake. I'm like, have I got a film for you? Uh, that in Plague Dogs. You guys ever hear of Plague Dogs? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Only a, because on IMDb, when it recommends other films, that's a film it recommends. It's actually much better, but just as depressing. I would say more so. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, maybe if you guys want to revisit that, I'd be happy to come back. But anyway, it's the uh, same yeah, director. I'm gonna, what's up? Martin Rosen's the same director as this. Uh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes a lot yeah, of sense. The animation is very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two dogs escape from a laboratory and are hunted as possible carriers of the bubonic plague. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, yeah that does sound <laughs> what depressing. Is it? What is up with the, the British and depressing animation? Oh, I my gosh. John, John Hurt is one of the main characters. <laughs> it's like, I grew up on Danger Mouse. Like, that wasn't depressing. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick by my uh, my. Four. I'm gonna give it a four. It's also a Richard Adams novel. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Okay. This guy's got some issues. <laughs> well, had he he's long since passed away. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't say, around to write write a book about swine flu. He was 96 years <laughs> or old. Or COVID. Or COVID. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Sam just gave me his number. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you here in just a second. Uh, Andrew. Well. Uh, Stephen, now that you gave yours, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that IMDb puts this at a seven point six. Wow. Okay. Out of ten, I cannot go that high, nor shall I. Um, like I said, it didn't keep my attention. Uh, there's a lot, of, in my opinion, a lot of issues, and it is just a. It's it. You know, it's I don't like it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, like it. I don't Plain like and it. simple. No sir, um, I don't like it. So you, I'm gonna. I'm going to give this about a 2.3 out of 10. All right. Uh, Sam also did not like this movie. He gave it a (laughs) 3.51. The guy who submitted it. Wow. Well, again, yeah, yeah. It's just his... He didn't have much of a choice by the the rules that we were abiding by in this case. Sure. Because at one point I was like, is there a... What was your second movie? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, when you were asking people what their first movie experience was, I was like, well, should I tell them the real one or just go with Masters of the Universe, <laughs> uh, which is a little less controversial. What was your first one? Song of the South. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. There's nothing oh, controversial man. about it. It's not like you went in there and watched it and was like, Yes, I agree with all of the things in this. You know, like hey, I don't kid. have a, I don't have a problem with it. It's Disney who has a problem with it, not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a product of its time. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. If Disney wants to try to wipe it under the rug, whatever. But it's, it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. if it offends you, fine. Don't it watch it. Then yeah. don't watch it. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Masters of the Universe. I think that's <laughs> that's an interesting. Uh, that's a fun film. Uh, we yep. uh, we reviewed that not that long ago. Also, well, I say not that long ago. I think it was like episode one hundred or something. But the movie that bankrupted Canon. Canon Canon Camera. Canon Films. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the production company. Anyway. Yeah. 
No, it's fine. Yeah, uh, Stephen. Before we before we go, I just want to take a moment to mention all the little things behind you there. Mm-hmm. I see you have a Dick Tracy figurine, and I yes, had I... that same figurine when I was a kid. As did I. As did I. Yeah, yeah I found it at a flea market, Pasadena flea market. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and promote them for no reason. Yeah, there's <laughs> a um a prune face as well. Uh, yeah, I think I had uh, Dick Tracy and Flat Top were the two that I had. So. Uh, my brother was given Big Boss, so yeah. I got to be the good guy. He was the bad guy. So nice. yeah, nice. Anyway, you and that, Vol- oh, that was my first movie there. So I, yeah, I'm uh yeah, I saw that. I'm I wish that would have been my first movie, but <laughs> I did see it in the cinema back in the day, and it definitely affected me greatly in a positive way because it's a great movie. It, it, yeah. I had way more fun with it than I thought I was going to. I really did. Um, you invoked the name. I have to play this. Again, a movie where the score is kind of better than the film. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I like that music. And Frank Langella, it's like, man, what are you doing here? (laughs) I know. Did you have a boat payment to make? Um, It was so good. So I'm going to give this movie, again, I... I kind of liked this movie. I I weirdly liked it, um, and I don't know why. I mean, I'm looking back at the scores of the other movies that we've done, and I can't, in good conscience, give this thing anywhere near what I did for The Little Mermaid or Dick Tracy. But, I mean, this I, had, I think this film is better than Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> I, I really oh. do. I gave that movie a three. Like, I don't well, Ninja a, I, Turtles hmm. 2 is a shameless shameless cash grab yeah, i mean yeah. at least like uh with watership down i mean they were i mean again i'm not exactly sure who it's for but i mean they have their themes in there and they were laying down some harsh truths for whoever wanted to listen yeah they were yeah you're right they were making this for the art of the story like for the storytelling mm-hmm. they, they weren't trying to make a buck on this whereas ninja turtles nope. 2 was all they were trying to do was sell toys so Yes. Anyway, yes. to give this a score, I'm going to give this a 6.5. Wow. I, I kind of like this movie. Um, am <laughs> I going to watch it again? I don't know. Probably not. Do I want to go watch the series on Netflix? Yeah, I do. I kind of want to see the Netflix <laughs> series. I, I mean, there's, you know, there's something interesting. I just there's there's something genuine about a a story. It is very simple, but you know, there's something mm-hmm. genuine about a story that's. You know, that, you know, underdogs are fighting against, you know, um, oppression. I mean, they, these, these, these rabbits have to go free other rabbits from an oppressive mm-hmm. society. Now, their motives are simply because they're horny and they need to bang somebody. But <laughs> Isn't that every man's motive in the end? I mean, you know, <laughs> more or less, yeah. But... <laughs> but still, you know, they do a thing, right? They do a thing that has not been done very often where they they risk their lives to go and save the lives of others for, you know, the the benefit of freeing them. So that's right. there's, there's something kind of not nice about that, I guess. Um Yeah, it's a classic sort of trope. It is. Know. It is. So I good on the author for for doing that. Just, you know, make the women do more things. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, okay, this is the part of the show where I tell you, Stephen, to tell my listeners where they can find you and your show. 
All right. Uh, every week on Sundays is uh, on YouTube and Twitch. And or if you don't want to watch it live, you can check out the podcast. It's called uh, Obscurity Now. Basically, we look at uh, old and forgotten pieces of uh, TV, movies, sometimes comics and video games. And then we decide if they should be remembered for the rest of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity. We've looked at such stuff as the uh, David Hasselhoff, um, Nick Fury movie. Um, we recently did uh, Mantis, which was a 90s superhero movie, the first black superhero movie on TV like that we know of. Uh, and then it turned into a, a TV series and just other rant. And then coming up, we have Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Um, like if you have no idea about any of the stuff I just talked about, Check out our catalog. I bet there's something in there that we talked about that you sort of remember. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's uh, that. And um, I have many other podcasts that we link to from there that I've also worked on. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I have to find a way to weasel myself on your show. It'd be great. Yeah, we haven't gotten we haven't done guests yet. We're getting to that. We're getting there, though, for sure. Uh, and then, of course, um, I'm all the Kickstarter for my comic book, Escape to Earth. It's going to be live uh, May 1st. And uh, if you like um, dinosaurs and high action, then it is the book for you. Um, it's uh, nice. 32 pages. And um, yeah, we got some different tiers there. You can get a digital version, a print version. And um, I don't know if Sean's got the trailer. I don't know where he's going to insert it, but it should tell you everything you need to know about the plot. Oh, okay. I'm going to insert it right where you are. <laughs> <laughs> right in your big mouth. <laughs> uh, actually, probably what I'll do is uh, I'll probably insert it right now. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, zero thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Come loose. Come me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Thirty pages of insane dinosaur action that will leave you hungry for more. Issue one, crowdfunding now. Written and created by Stephen Honeycutt. Arts by Antonio Brandao. Colors by Bruno Ferlani. Jump on now before the whole human race is extinct. 
Download the digital preview today. There you go. How's that for editing? Okay. So, Beautiful. Yeah, and that way people have it fresh. Did you they set it, and then there it is. So they can listen to it and mm-hmm. do the things. And I might not even edit this stuff out because I am lazy. All right. <laughs> That's our show. This has been a lot of fun, and I am so excited to have Again, thank you, Stephen, for jumping on. Again, I asked Stephen to join us like 48 hours ago or something like that. So <laughs> true. Uh, th- thanks again for, for, for jumping on the grenade on this one. Yeah. My pleasure. Because when I said, this movie. I said, hey, do you want to come on? And you're like, sure, what are we doing? It's this movie. And he goes, that really depressing movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. <laughs> um, so I think between this and the puppet movie, I think we're even. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I look forward to whatever it is we talk about next time. Oh, it'll be Plague Dogs. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> it'll, it'll be something fun. And it'll, it'll, it has to be something fun or ridiculous, you know. Yeah, uh, that's my uh, that's my wheelhouse. Speaking of uh, ridiculous, that cop movie that you made us watch um, with your your actor friend guy. Um... Oh, um, <laughs> we're not actually friends in real life. I know, but, um, I know, I know. But yeah, like, you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was um, Thunder Road. Thunder yeah. Road. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that and that that actor. I follow him on Twitter. He's pretty funny on Twitter. Yeah, uh, but. We were watching that second that Halloween Kills movie, and he's mm-hmm. in it. Yep, he gets killed in the beginning. Yeah, I was like, wait, that's that's him. That's the guy. I was like, that's the guy, you know, because he doesn't have his mustache in, right. in the Halloween. He movie. always plays a cop for some reason. Although in his latest film, which is awesome, despite the fact that I can't remember the name, he doesn't play a cop for the first time. But it's so good. Jim Cummings is the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the name of the film, because, yeah, I was actually going to uh, message you and ask if you wanted to discuss it, if you happen to um, have watched it. Um, uh, since you're not chiming in, I assume you haven't watched it. No. It is called... Um, Fluency? No. Oh, that's a, that's a pr- production. Sorry. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> um, gosh. The beta test. That's what it's called. It is. It's awesome. Um, oh, okay. If you guys happen to watch it, need someone to chat about it. <laughs> I am your Jim Cummings expert. Beta <laughs> test. Yeah, it just came out. Um, ooh, let's see. An engaged Hollywood agent receives a mysterious letter for an anonymous sexual encounter and becomes ensnared in a sinister world of lying, infidelity, and digital data. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, cool. All right. Well, he directed this one too. This was another one of his. Sure uh, he directed. Oh, and this one has a bunch of actors that actually have um, <laughs> IMDb pictures. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Still haven't heard of any of these people, but that's all right. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, there you go. Uh, well, maybe we'll do that next time, or maybe we'll do Five Goes West. Who knows? <laughs> Not I. What I do know is that you need to go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libson.com. There you can check out links to all of our other stuff. And uh, go to our, um, our, our tea, tea Public account where you can go buy you know, a T-shirt or a coffee mug or something. <sighs> buy, buy things from us so that... I, I didn't can... know about that. Yeah, oh, I'm going to... All right. We have merchandise now. Uh, I don't have any I can show you on hand, but other than this you know, sticker that you... Uh, but... 
we have merchandise. So go there, buy stuff from us. It helps me uh, helps keep the lights on. That'd be really cool. Uh, also, episode four hundred is coming up. Big <sighs> big news coming up on that. Uh, I'll be posting something of that pretty soon. We're very excited. I'll give you a hint. It's not a normal episode of Cheap Seat Reviews. There will be nothing normal about it. I'm <sighs> so excited to to talk about it. I can't wait. Um, also, it's going to be live streamed, and we're not going to be wearing any clothes. Whoa. One of those things is true. Sexy. <laughs> One of those is not. Uh, Twitter is at Cheap Seat Cast. Um, uh, yeah. The, the biggest thing you can do as a listener is to get involved. You know, talk to us. Let us know what movies you want us to watch. Uh, and also leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Those are the best ways to kind of help, uh, help grow the show. Uh, our numbers have been great thanks to you guys. You guys have been killing it. So I say thank you to you, the listeners, because without you, then we're talking to no one. And uh, that would be kind of sad. Uh, anyway, that's our show. So thank you all so much for listening. So on behalf of Sam, who wishes he could be here, but he can't, uh, Andrew and Steven, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Oblivion. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.